What are the most anticipated movies and TV shows of 2022? We answer that question, plus discuss the new Moon Knight trailer and the Joss Whedon controversy this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, uh, all of which are having new things in 2022. And that's what we're talking about this week. And my name is DJ Wooldridge. And with me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. Um, also, one of the most anticipated things of 2022 and every year. Oh, wow. Roxy Who's Stryer. anticipating me? Everyone. We're all anticipating Roxy Stryer. What are you anticipating that I'm going to do? You don't know. You don't know. You're going to have to follow her. You don't know. Social media. You're going to have to check out World Girls to see what she's whirling Mm -hmm. about. (laughs) That's exactly it, DJ. Exactly. That's exactly. Um, So that is, is as I mentioned at the top, we are talking about our most anticipated TV shows and movies uh, and also some video games for me uh, uh, for 2022. Um, as always, if you go to our Patreon, our little Patreon called patreon.com slash only stupid answers, you can watch episodes like this live. Oh my goodness. You can also check out our Patreon exclusive shows, What We're Into and Spider-Versity. Spider-Versity is back and we're talking about Spider-Man Homecoming and what we're going to be talking about and what we're into this week. If you go over to the Patreoners, we're going to be talking about Peacemaker and the Book of Boba Fett, the latest episodes of those, uh, How I Met Your Father, a bunch of cool stuff over there. So go over to patreon.com slash only stupid answers and check it out. Gosh dang it. Uh, as always, you can give us five star reviews on iTunes, please. And thank you. We will read those reviews on the show. And every week we ask a question on Spotify last week was what is your favorite TV show intro uh, due to Peacemaker's incredible intro uh, and Stacey uh, Gata said i love the game of thrones and cowboy bebop intro i also have a soft spot for the intros to the disney slash nickelodeon shows i grew up on because of the catchy theme songs iCarly, sweet life etc um stormy wood says uh, it's betty white's birthday so in her honor golden girls i've loved that show since i was a little girl and yeshu wazalewski says the doctor who theme has a special place in my heart but psych always gets me happy feels going every time but Psych always gets my happy feels going every time it starts. There you go. I, I got there eventually. Eventually. Sometimes. Sometimes. You know, you know so, listen. We're doing it live. Sometimes you're reading. You're like, wait, I'm reading this incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's happened to me many times. Yes. Uh, so that's all that. I was going to say that's all the news that's fit to print. But wait, no, that's not true because we've got news. We're, we're starting this week off with news. And we're doing two things. I decided to start off with the fun thing. Let's start off with the fun thing. The fun thing is we got a Moon Knight trailer this week. The new show starring Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke based on the cult Marvel character. Um, and, and I'm going to be honest, Roxy, I I thought it was going to, because I'm a crazy person, I thought it was going to take us longer to get to Moon Knight. I did, you know what I mean? Like, I thought, like, uh, before the Disney Plus show announced. trailer, or do you, what do you mean? I mean, before the Disney Plus announcement, I'm like, oh, we're we're a good, we're a good, like, five to eight years oh. off from Moon Knight. And it's like, nope, Disney Plus show coming. Um, yeah. yeah. So, Roxy. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts. Moon Knight trailer dropped Monday night. Anticipation through the roof. I I love the energy of this trailer. I think it looks awesome. I'm super duper with you, DJ. I don't know if you still feel this way, but like you did last time. British accent is throwing me off. Oh, boy, howdy. (laughs) Yeah, like like legit throwing me off um, and doesn't feel necessary. However, this is a trailer and and perhaps in the show it does work. Um, so I'm holding out hope for that, but it's like, I'm watching the trailer and visually this is working for me. Um, yeah. totally this is working for me. Everything I'm seeing, I'm like, I'm interested in this. And then I'm hearing that voice and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I'm feeling. Tonight. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I, 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 that makes a lot of sense to me. I, I also do think that, um, uh, this feels like one of those trailers like, oh, this is the first episode. 
You know what I mean? And so maybe once we get past this stuff, like, because because obviously for those that aren't familiar with the character in the comics, a big part of his history throughout his run has been um, disassociative identity disorder, which he has multiple personalities. So clearly British accent, he's referred to by one name and then later gets a phone call where he's referred to by a different name. Clearly British accent is one of the personalities uh, in the trailer. He's having to chain himself to his bed because he's, he's not getting sleep. I like all this stuff. I will say I'm not – I'm also not necessarily – I don't know how to phrase this. I'm not necessarily the right person to talk to about this because Moon Knight's one of my faves and to the point where, like, I have a, I have in my brain the, like, oh, these are the compelling parts of the character. If I were doing a show, this is the stuff I would focus on. And this trailer comes in and, like, hey, we're not doing any of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, so it's, it's tough for me because it's, like – uh, we're really playing up the supernatural aspect. It's like, oh God, why? <laughs> why are you doing that? That's not the most interesting part of Moon Knight. We're really leaning into the DID, and it's like, why? <laughs> because um, DID is tricky. Because in the real world, it's complicated. There's there's a chance that it it might be a different um, uh, I, mental disorder. Sounds like the wrong way to phrase it, but I think you all know what I mean when I say that. It might be a different thing that we're mislabeling, but fiction likes to treat it like your brain disease gives you superpower. You know what I mean? Like it's a weird, like it's the same thing where like every show likes to treat people with autism as if they have computer special brains. And it's like, well, that's not how things work. And so it's tricky and it's hard. And I, I, I feel like it, I feel like it's tricky. And I feel like the comics have kind of moved past that as, as like the crux of the character. Um, and this show is not doing that. It's also tricky because, again, Moon Knight is one of the few uh, very explicitly Jewish characters. Um, there's a lot of tricky elements of the character. And this uh, this trailer doesn't give me a lot of confidence that we're going to be handling those things with much nuance. So that makes me nervous. That said, uh, the other last criticism... I don't know that I love the bandage costume. It looks cumbersome. It just looks heavy. It just like how is this dude supposed to move in this thing? Uh, I don't and know. I thought it looked cool though. Everybody else thinks it looks cool. I'm the only one that's like, wow, that looks like a lot. It just looks like it's hard to move in. Uh, and this in the clip with the bandages wrapping around him it looks dumb to me. But that said, I love Oscar Isaac. I love Ethan Hawke. Uh, I'm. Uh, I I think the energy, like you said, I think the energy of this trailer is cool. Uh, and it and also like you said. It is a trailer. So I, who knows what the actual show will be like. Um, it is interesting that this is going to be the first Disney Plus show that is a character that will be introduced in a Disney Plus show. He's completely new to the Marvel canon. Question for you, Roxy. Is there any reality at this Disney point? Disney Plus show where the first character is... Yeah, so like... Wa- character? Yeah, so like Wanda showed so up in the movie. like Haley Bishop. Oh, I mean, true. Like that. That's true. That that but is also, in, but it's called Hawkeye. So, but in the comics, she is also a Hawkeye. Hawkeye but it's, yeah. but but Clint is there. But this actually does. That's a good point because it leads me to my question to you: Is there yeah. any reality where she, a legacy character does not show up in this show? Do you mean somebody not specifically Kingpin, but you mean somebody legacy as in like 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 I mean like the way legacy? the way they felt the need to put Wong into Shang Chi, you oh. know what I mean? Like like oh we, we like like Marvel. I, I feel like it's weird because Marvel is as powerful as it's ever been, but it's like they don't have the confidence to just let let a new character be a new character. It's like no, here's one of the ones you already know. Let giving this character permission to exist. <laughs> Maybe they'll introduce one of the upcoming Disney Plus characters and give us like a little tease of somebody. Yeah. Instead of going back. No. Maybe. I, I, I'm asking you. I, I I'm interested to know. That was how my you... thoughts. What are your thoughts? Uh, no, I think somebody's going to show up. I think somebody. Uh, he's either going to make sense. Um, Daredevil, if we're if we're kind of leaning more into that, yeah, totally, that makes sense too. Uh, which, by the way, yeah, I just yeah, 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 yeah. Daredevil, um, uh, Shang Chi would also kind of make sense, except I don't know he would have the weight they'd want. Probably since we're really, it seems like we're really pushing up the mystical angle with the bandages wrapping over him, and he's punching some sort of hairy wolf like boy in that trailer. Um, uh, either. Doctor Strange, maybe Wong again. Listen, uh, uh, Wong's stock is going way up, so maybe Wong will uh, show up. Um, 
maybe Wanda, maybe Moon Knight will be looped into Multiverse of Madness. Who's to say? (laughs) Who's to say? Who's to say? Possibilities. It's Uh, so weird having these conversations about this kind of show because you don't really have these conversations about any other things that are not Disney properties. mm -hmm. You know, like it's, it's not like Superman and Lois were coming out and we're like, but do you think that? that gal gadot's gonna pop in we don't know mm-hmm. we don't like, know there's not we don't know <laughs> yeah we, and it was like no no i do not think um so i i don't it's just bizarre like sometimes it happens with star wars sometimes it happens here but it, it's just it's such a weird conversation to have before you've even gotten a single before we even have one episode the conversations are always like who's gonna show who's up showing up yeah yeah who's, yeah, gonna yeah. Show up? who's coming to the party <laughs> Yeah. That's well, crazy. that's what it, it actually I it would I would find it incredibly endearing if they just made a Moon Knight show. You know what I mean? It's like well, they don't feel the need to like Yelena's not going to show up in this. It's just Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. We're treating this Moon Knight show as if it's Iron Man 1 or Captain America 1 or whatever where it's just them. That is because you love Moon Knight. I do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But it's but it's also it's also because I kind of miss I, I the the uh, Marvel and it makes sense because it's worked for them. Marvel's really gotten into the the uh, mythology first, the multi, the the universe first model, like everything. And that's kind of one of my one of my concerns with this trailer is it feels like they said, oh, we're one of the things we're doing in this phase is mystical stuff. Let's make Moon Knight more mystical. And it's like that is a choice. I don't know if it's the strongest for the character but but it's one of those it's like well it's more about the universe than any one specific character and that kind of like i kind of wish these characters were allowed to exist a little bit more like i think peacemaker which we're going to talk about and what we're into i think peacemaker really benefits from the fact that it just gets to exist in its own little pocket it can make jokes about the wider dc universe but there, i am not coming to the show with any expectation of like well who's going to show up no i'm just watching a peacemaker show you know what I mean? <laughs> I agree. Like we have um, light, light spoiler for Peacemaker this week, but we had like a, a full blown Batman reference, mm-hmm. and there was, and it's like I'm not expecting then any of our Batman to pop up. No, nope. wasn't like I was like, oh, that's a that's a sign. No, right. yeah, you're just watching a thing, and it and clearly it exi- They exist in a universe. It's almost it's the same way Doom Patrol does it. It exists in a universe where Batman exists. But he's not showing up. Like that's not that's not gonna happen. You know what I mean? Uh, oh my God! There's a character reference in this episode, a peacemaker that I cannot wait to talk about. But that's in what I'm we're so into. Excited to talk about peacemaker. Oh my God! Uh, but we'll talk about that in the what we're into. So if you're not, if you're listening to this episode for free, go check out the Patreon. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now, other news. All of this was on Monday. Monday was a busy day. Um, uh, an article about the internet's former favorite boyfriend and now not anymore is uh, Joss Whedon uh, is finally spoke out about all the stuff that came out from Justice League, which just uh, side note, I feel like at this point, I feel pretty confident saying that the just the. The Justice League movie was just a net negative, just across the board. Like you know, we just on every level, the just the Justice League movie was a mistake. <laughs> I don't know about mistake, but I definitely think there is a lot of harm caused. Just on every, literally every level. There's not like an aspect of the Justice League movie I could think of where it's like, well, that worked out. It's like, well, no, it did. Just any, anyway, that doesn't matter. Um, so uh. I thought that art. Just to side note, I thought the article was excellent. Uh, 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 for me, it was an extended exercise in giving somebody enough rope to hang themselves. Although I do think it was um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
it it did it didn't force that. I that is my reading. I could imagine other people reading it, and I can imagine a person reading and thinking Joss Whedon so came off. What do you mean by that, DJ? I like want to hear a full breakdown from you. Um. Well. Okay. So. So for me, the the the, the process of reading. I I don't know about you, Roxy. My instinct when this stuff comes out is like, well, I'm not reading that shit. Like, I don't give a fuck about this guy. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to. But enough people were talking about. It, like, fuck it. Fine. I'll read it. So first thing that stood out to me was how, like, you know, I, I can remember as a younger person, I don't know that I specifically had this thought for Joss Whedon, but I could imagine, because I didn't, I didn't grow up watching Buffy and stuff, like, I don't have a, an emotional connection to any of that, um, but uh, thinking like, oh man, he was a showrunner at 30, and like admiring that, and like, how do you do that, and then you, and then you, it, the article begins with like his childhood, and it's like, oh, this motherfucker was a privileged asshole, fuck this guy, like, it doesn't matter what, it, my experience is always, it doesn't matter who the creator is, you always find out that they had some sort of fucking rich ass parent, and that's how they got into the fucking industry, whatever, that was my first uh, uh, thing I, I keyed in on, the, the other thing is, um, uh, you know, he says some of the stuff you expect, uh, I, I do think he, like, basically stepped on every single landmine you could with the justice league thing like oh gal gadot's english is in her first language so she didn't understand me it's like well that's not even if that's what you believe that's not how you respond to this question like this <laughs> um uh the thing that interested me most that i don't think any i didn't see really anybody else talking about is the way the article talks about fan culture like i feel like fan joss whedon is the villain of the piece is my interpretation of it. Again, I could see somebody reading and having a different interpretation. My interpretation is Joss Whedon is the villain of the piece. Despite trying to make himself the hero of the piece at every turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, but, but I think for me, the article did a good job of couching that in. Like he tries to paint it. I might, again, my impression is he tries to paint it as like, listen, I probably was bullied as a kid and nobody liked me or whatever. And that made me, that's not what happened. What happened is the uh, whole entertainment industry was like, oh, you're a god. And that fucked up your brain because it fucks up everybody's brain. That's you should, We shouldn't treat people that way. Nobody's, nobody's special. Um, and uh, so for me, reading it is how fan culture factors into all of this. And how, like, if Loki, if if Joss Whedon is the Loki of this piece, how fan culture is kind of the Chitauri, like, they're, like enabling shit and how now that army has moved on to Zack Snyder, who I guess in this analogy is the Thanos. Um, and how, how our, our innate desire to like, Oh my God, like put these people on pedestals is a flawed impulse. Um, uh, and, and so that, that, that aspect was interesting to me. And, um, and I will say, and it does make me a little bit nervous because I feel like, and I don't know if you had a different experience, Roxy, I feel like the Joss Whedon crowd wants this stuff really, because the article gives a good timeline of like his wife did her article, which started, put a crack in the wall. And then, of course, all the official goggled out Justice League stuff. And then we go back in time, and we find out all the Buffy shit. And at that point, the ship is sunk. But I don't, I don't recall like a big joss whedon uh fan base backlash this they were all pretty much like oh fuck that guy what do we do about that we still love buffy and angel so what do we do about that but fuck this guy the 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 trend they didn't hang on to him it wasn't like after everything was coming out they weren't like we still love joss yeah there's no like there's no like we you know we're still defending him this stuff isn't true they're like ah okay fuck that guy and i think part of that is because a lot of Joss Whedon's fan base was built around this notion that his stuff was um, socially forward, was feminist, was was all that stuff. And so the revelation was that even though his work did that, his personal character doesn't reflect that. So the response is, fuck that guy. The the fan culture moving from the you know the timeline we're presented with this is kind of this fan culture moving from that to like a, a the 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 Zack Snyder's of the world. And um, this is not, and I've said this before, this is not a statement on Zack Snyder's character. I've never met the guy. I've heard nothing but good things about the guy. However, his work um, is at least at best borderline fascist. And I think that kind of, uh, that work is also reflected in his most vocal proponents and represents a part of the internet and fan culture. Zack Snyder's work is fascist? 100%. 100 percent. when Zack snyder comes out and he's like i want to make an atlas shrug movie based off the ayn rand book it's like of course you do because uh uh 300 
is a racist movie. <laughs> it casts um, the the it you casts. Think he's fascist for making those things, or you think I he's don't, telling fascist stories? I think he's telling. I think he tells fascist stories. Again, I do not know his character, and I've heard nothing negative about him as a person. Um, I think that's three, an interesting perspective. I I I don't. I definitely don't agree with. But that's interesting because you look at three hundred. Three hundred is a racist, racist movie. It casts the Greeks as white British men. Which, for those playing at home, I'm a quarter Greek, and everybody thinks I'm... I literally got an email this week. was like, hey, do you want to be a part of an article for, uh, for mixed-race people? I'm like, ah, by the way, I'm not. Um, uh, uh, Greek people are not, are not, especially back then, are not white people. And in fact, the Babylonians, which are portrayed as Middle Eastern, are more traditionally white. Uh, and so 300 was also when uh, Frank Miller had brainworms. And is a very, it's a fascist piece of propaganda that Frank Miller created post 9-11 that then uh, Zack Snyder lovingly translated to the screen. I think Zack Snyder, uh, one of the reasons I hate his Watchmen movie is the big, the core premise of Watchmen is that superheroes are inherently fascist. And Zack Snyder came to that movie and was like, yeah, and that's fucking dope. (laughs) Um, And he leaned into all that, all that stuff. And so I think that represents in his vote, his most vocal, again, I'm not saying like, Oh, you watch, the Snyder cut, you're part of this. But like the, mo- the basically the, the group of people that bullied everybody on the internet until they got the movie they wanted. Um, I think that group of people use stuff like the Ray Fisher story as a pretense to justify their own feelings for this movie. And so I feel like if this same type of news came out about Zack Snyder, the most vocal ardent Snyder supporters um, would not back down um, and represent a very toxic part of the fandom. So that I find that concerning. I find that if this were to happen again, that's, just your, your, that's your speculation. You're saying you're saying that if this was not Joss and that this was Zach, you think that there would have been a different fan reaction with the exact same information. 100%. And, and again, just some clarifications. Don't know Zack Snyder. Never heard anything negative about him. And I'm not. And again, I'm not talking about casual. You watch a Zack Snyder movie, you like it. I'm talking about the most vocal people that shouted everybody down and bullied everybody and all that stuff. Though that core fan base, I think, would react very differently to the same news about that person. And it's less about Zack Snyder and his movies, and more about a general concern about the way fan culture has moved, the direction it has moved in. I think there's a sense, and you see it in the Joss Whedon piece, where in his brain. He's like, I was bullied, so how can I be a bully? And it's like, well, that's not how things work. In fact, I think a pre, almost a prerequisite to being a bully is having been bullied. You've never talked to a single bully that was also not bullied by somebody else, like a parent or a sibling or somebody. You know what I mean? That comes from somewhere. And I think that's, that, that toxicity has become ingrained in fan culture where you're like, well, I was picked on all this year, so it doesn't matter what I say to anybody else on the internet. I'm the good guy. And it's like, well... Look Look at the Joss Whedon story as a cautionary tale of those feelings. You know what I mean? I hear you. I think you and I are on a lot of different pages here. Though. Okay. Um, because for to, to go back, uh, I think you can be fascinated by subject matters without praising them. I, and I don't think he does. I also think we're coming up in a time where you know more about your creators than you used to. And I think one of the reasons why people have rallied around around Zack Snyder so hard is because he has such a strong reputation on set, because everybody has stood up for him, because he's given so much money to suicide prevention, because he is, they deem him to be a good guy. Um, And that's not what had happened with Joss. Well, no, but I will say that was Joss's reputation before this. But I don't agree. I think that Joss had the reputation reputation of being an awesome creator who mm-hmm. created some of the best, best pieces and that people loved and then was interpreted by people to be a feminist because he was writing about women. But we didn't see Joss. We did not see um, his entire cast rally around him and say, this man is the best person. I like we need to release his cut. He is the one who did this. We, we did not see the actors rally around Joss the same way. Yeah. We actually saw many actors refuse to work with Joss again and just didn't just, just decided to like let that fall by the wayside. So while I'm with you that Joss is definitely a cautionary tale and, and uh, we should not 
pedestal, put people on a pedestal the way that we do in, in society. I don't think it's the same situation as Zach. And I, I think you are correct that people would stay rallied behind him because I think that they know him more mm-hmm. than they ever knew Joss coming up at a completely different time. Um, and, and it would be more of a shock because of all the good Zach has done. And like every interaction you hear about him, I know this has nothing to do with specifically Zach. That's one example you're using. We could have used 15 other names here, but we tend to know more about our creators now. And when it has been people that people are obsessed with, people die for, I think a lot of people have shined up in today's age. And I, and I think that Joss is one of them, but like, so is Bill Cosby, you know? So, and, and I think people, talk about somebody who was like as loved and as trusted as anybody has ever been yeah. i think even his diehard supporters most of them other than snoop dogg have, have said you know like looked at the facts so i think that it's i don't think we could assume that people wouldn't be like this but it going to the actual article if we want to move forward to yeah. what happened um i'm with you on the bullying aspect and it just felt really gross to me that he was so concerned about defending himself. Um, He was so, so much like in order for you guys to understand why I did these things, you have to know who I am. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel that way. I feel like you should have spent your time. Um, First of all, admitting to anything because he denies like everything. Yeah. But saying that I did that, I could have been better here. The one thing he admits to is like being kind of a dick to Charisma Carpenter, but still doesn't admit to the things she said that he did. Yeah. Um, doesn't admit to the grabbing of the arm, doesn't admit to threatening Gal, doesn't admit to any racism on set doesn't admit to any sexism but you know like straight up is like nope 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 and then it's like but y'all need to know that my dad and my brother there was some bullying going on and my mom i said she was great but that's really hard too and it was like how about you spend your time explain like not not justifying what you did but admitting what you did and apologizing for what you did yeah well, this that, leads, yeah, this leads me to a question I have for you. And it's something I've been thinking a lot about and I don't, I don't have uh, a strong answer on, but it was something I've been thinking about more since, you know, a couple of weeks ago, James Franco did his apology to her. And it makes me wonder, is there a road back for any of these people? Should there be, is there one? And what does that look like? Cause on the one hand, I agree with you. You know, you should spend your time apologizing about that stuff and trying to rectify that. However, that has not proven successful for other people either. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah, you, know, you know what I mean? And, and again, I'm not saying it necessarily should. I don't know because as you've pointed out in past ones, like this is a this is a privilege that have this kind of to direct an Avengers movie. It's a privileged position that other people would kill for. So uh, and there's plenty of them. So why why should we let you back in? You did your you did your bit. Bye bye now. Um, yeah. So like, do you do you have thoughts on that? On what it would I look do. like for like a James Franco or a Joss Whedon? And again, like, and I was like a Louis C.K. It's like, and it's all different things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's really what it is for me. It's on a case by case basis, not yeah. based on how much we like them as a creator, but based on what, what they've done and how they've grown. Um, there are certain things for me where there are lines in the sand drawn where you don't get to come back. No. Same for you. I'm sure DJ, same for anybody listening in terms of like a Harvey Weinstein, right? Oh, yeah. Like if you are a, predator and were a predator for decades and are um assaulting women left and right like hundreds of women then obviously i'm that's not the same as if you are joss whedon who is a a dick on set and more um or james franco who had slept with his students and been inappropriate but had not assaulted anybody um in it well, had not assaulted anybody in terms of like 
I guess that's up for debate. By yeah, people. it's it's tricky. I was actually kind of thinking like I was like, yeah. and, it, and it's always tricky when you're trying to give a hierarchy to these things. Right. Totally. But it's like my impulse was to say like, actually, now that I think about it, James Franco might have been worse. And I was like, well, what does that what does worse even mean? Like, what, what how right. do you gauge that? <laughs> it, yeah, it's tough. And, and like, so I I try to put myself in posi- the position of. The, I'm going to say the woman because nine out of 10 times, I think it's more than that, but yeah. call it nine out of 10 times is the woman being um, assaulted or. Well, and because the traditional power structure is nine out of 10 times, it's the guy in power. Right. It's not that women right. can't do this. Like I, so I would argue Kevin Spacey story and there's a lot of other. Exactly. Stories. And, and, so, and that's why I would argue that the, the, the power structure is a, is a big part of it. <laughs> just, right. just, just putting other people in that power structure, like you said with the Kevin Spacey doesn't necessarily fix anything, but anyway, yeah. But just to, to be like as blunt as I can be. And like, I don't know whether people get mad at me for saying this, but when I think about it, yeah. I, when I think about somebody jerking off in front of me, I feel one way, which is like, yeah. but I don't feel like if that happened to me and who knows, because I could feel differently if that happened to me, I would feel like I never wanted to work with that person again. And that's just a fucking like that sucked. But I don't think I would feel like the same way that I would feel as if, on set every day for years of my life somebody was um verbally abusive and like grabbing people's arms and um that i thought was racist sexist like all of those things i don't i don't think that those would feel the same to me about coming back in the public eye so like it is weird because that, that's my personal hierarchy of fucked up things. That yeah. is not how a lot of people would feel. And I also understand everybody has different experiences in their life. So I think there's a road back for some people. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the start to that road, I actually really, really appreciated James Franco's um, interview, his serious XM interview. Yeah. Because, and didn't appreciate it like, love him, can't wait for him to come back. <laughs> But appreciated it like if I had been one of the women, one of the students he had slept with, yeah, it would have been nice for just even the first time to hear him admit that that happened. Yeah. You know, like I did do that. I slept with my students at the time. I thought that they were consenting adults. I'm a consenting adult. That was not wrong. Yeah. In the last four years that I have been silent and working on myself and in therapy, I see how that was wrong and I would not do that today. Yeah. Now, do I think that part of what he's saying is like to get back in the public eye? Probably. That's the other trick. Um, yeah. So probably, but at least he is admitting to what he did, which is more than we can say for 90% of the people who have been accused of things. Yeah. Who just like literally won't even say. And the same thing with Louis. Yeah. Louis said, I did those. And if, if you've seen any of his special since, which I know is unpopular to do, but yeah. they're called like, so, like he has a big thing behind him that says, sorry. And mm-hmm. like, he, he does make jokes of it, which is like, you guys can decide if that's okay or not. Yeah. But he does say, I beat off in front of women. Like he's not saying he didn't do it. Yeah. Whedon is saying, I did not do those things. I did not threaten Gal Gadot. Yeah. She is saying I did because she doesn't speak English well. Mm-hmm. I did not cut Ray out uh, or treat Ray with racism. He's not a good actor. Yeah. Like he is just deflect, deflect. Yeah, so that, that one was that one was bold. That was a because again, even if you feel that that's not how this that's not. Do you have a PR person? What's <laughs> what? and the first thing he says in the whole thing, DJ, is that he's nervous to say anything. He's like, I'm just yeah. nervous to say anything, and then he sure says a hell of a lot. But like, so I think that if there's a road back for people. It starts with saying, here is what I did. Yeah. Which most of them can't seem to do. Oh, and again, I think it comes back to this this thing of the when you are being fed this line that you are um, God's special creator boy and you can do no wrong, it fucks up your brain. I honestly think it fucks up your brain. Um, and And I think it is in our best interest as fans to remember, no matter how much... Uh, you like a creator's work 
They are a person. Uh, not only are they a person, they grew up in a specific time, probably, because I would imagine, I think of most of the creators I like are probably 50 or older. They grew up in a specific time. Um, and just like James Franco said in the past four years, he learned stuff that was always true, but was not necessarily part of the environment he was in. Yeah. Same with these people. And it is in our best interest to keep that in mind and that they, they are people and that, it, and that we probably shouldn't treat them as gods because... Um, if and anybody with that power. amount of money or power is probably an asshole. It's just, it's just uh, nine out of going back to the nine out of 10, nine out of 10 times. They're probably a fucking asshole. Um, yeah. uh, because there's no reason not to be, there's no, everybody's saying yes to them. Um, so, and, and maybe if we do that, we treat people as people. You wouldn't get in an environment where somebody feels empowered to treat somebody as less than them. Because I think obviously the, the the gradations are different but it all comes down to that core of somebody looking at somebody else and saying like well i can do what i want to this person and that's yeah. fucked up <laughs> don't, that's fucked up don't do that and i think what we're trying to do in hollywood is create a culture where or any literally any workspace where it's not like you know well fuck this guy I can do whatever i want to them um do you think there's a road back dj for any of these people i should there be one? I think my impulse is to say there should be one if for no other reason is you want to create an environment where we can fix these things and there's not an impulse to hide it. You know what I mean? Because if if you're hiding it, you're not resolving the issue. You're not fixing the thing. Um, and that hurts everybody. And so it, it, it's tricky because on the one hand, um, uh, you, you also don't want something where it's like, well, say three Hail Marys, the equivalent, the professional equivalent of saying three Hail Marys and you're fixed. You, you, it, right. needs to, it needs to be an actual tangible thing. Um, and I also think our, as Americans, our brain is, is, is in, in, has a few extra hurdles to jump over because we're a very punitive culture. We very much want to punish people. We want revenge. We want that um, uh, just in general, culturally. And I don't know that that's a, a, a beneficial instinct. Um, uh, I feel uh, less bad about it when it's somebody rich and powerful and wealthy. But just in general, yeah. I don't know that it's a, it's a, it's a positive uh, way to view stuff. But like, uh, I, in some ways, I almost think it would have benefited Louis's career better if he had never, he's just like, no, they're lying. Fuck that. Uh, and then he would have been able to keep doing what he's, what he was doing before. And that's kind of fucked up. Like if people like, uh, point of example, I remember when the Aziz Ansari stuff hit and I looked at that and I was like, well, I don't know that this is the same thing as the other stuff. Have I watched his latest special? I have not. Did I see the most recent season of of uh, Master of None? No, I haven't. And so he's basically, in some ways, like he's in entertainment jail, even though the conversation around that was more ambiguous than other people. You know what I mean? So it's not like, an entertainment jail because he got to make Master of None. That's you know? true. Like, that's true. But the show got taken from him. Like everybody got not taken from him. He lost his show. Yeah, and so it's like, but it, it, I, I do, I think we should, it's, it, my instinct is to say, we should create an environment where people can admit to these things and improve so that people will admit to these things and we can improve. Um, right. Uh, what that looks like and how, because this also, the weird thing is now we're kind of put in the position of the gatekeeper even though some of these, it's illegal. It's it's a bad. It's a, it's it's the, it's the law. And so, and, but unless you're a Cosby or Harvey Weinstein, where you have like a legitimate like body count behind you, uh, like uh, up up in like triple digits, we're not gonna culture the societally. We're not gonna do anything about it. It's up to us as fans to be like, well, I'm just not gonna support your stuff anymore. Like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. It is true that we are the gatekeepers kind of, and that's a little bit what I'm talking about. Where like, I ha- I'm sitting there like, how would I feel if a guy was jerking off in front of me versus if somebody grabbed my arm on set versus if somebody I thought was threatening me. And it's like, I actually don't want to make any of those choices about what, any, any of that. Shouldn't be on you. <laughs> shouldn't be, shouldn't be. Yeah. yeah. And it, when again, hopefully, you know, we're creating, like I know um, with HBO, we're creating intimacy coordinators and stuff like that. You know, you want to create a, a place where um, you can talk to people. I know if anybody's ever seen the movie, the assistant, it's a really great movie. I highly recommend it. Um, there's a sequence it, and it's basically a fictionalized account of an assistant for a, a, car- a producer that is Harvey Weinstein esque. Um, and she goes to HR to report it, but of course HR answers to this guy. It's a, such a fucked up scene. Uh, and uh, so you need to, cre- we need to culturally 
structurally create an environment where there are people you can report to it goes it's same thing with like cops and stuff like that who polices cops cops do well what the fuck like how are we actually supposed to improve anything um if because nobody's gonna rat on their fucking friend whatever um uh, i don't know probably shouldn't be on us also kind of like climate change like well it's up to you to not buy plastic it's like well i mean uh, i don't know that me buying plastic is the same as like Fucking fucking Exxon Mobil doing their thing. Maybe we should do. Maybe we should force them to do a couple things, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I do wonder what the women think. Not women in general, but like specifically Franco's students. Yeah. What do they think should happen? Yeah. And specifically the like four women with Louis that came out or yeah. whatever it was. What do they think should happen? And it shouldn't be on them either because that puts way too much pressure on them when they've already been screwed. But I am curious their thoughts because, like, I guess that's who who should be able to voice their opinion the loudest. One hundred percent. And and also again, I think it comes back to like we are culturally it probably benefit us to rethink how we do uh, how, how justice works. You know what I mean? Like whether it's yeah. you know the again kind of like the get out of the punishment. What is it? Restorative justice, I think, is the term. Anyway, we're not going to solve that here. I do recommend reading the what? article. We're not, unfortunately. That'd be great if we were, if we if we could decide it here and then implement Our 20 it. Twenty minute combo. We didn't figure it we didn't all figure out. Figure it out. Oh shit. shit! I swear to God, we're going to talk about more fun things. We're going to go on an ad break and we're going to come back to the things we're excited for in twenty twenty two. That's us putting to bed twenty twenty one. I think. Mm. I hope. I don't fucking know. Uh, and we'll be back with what we're into for twenty twenty two. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. We're back. We were still talking about it over the ad break. <laughs> it takes over everything. So, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about what we're into for 2022. Um, I asked in the Discord chat, normally we ask you guys a question. I asked you a question. What are you guys into? Joey says they just dropped the trailer for Our Flag Means Death, and I'm stoked. That's a new uh, Reese Darby and uh, Taika Watiti pirate show, and it does look hilarious. Um, Solomon um, says Daniels are my favorite directors right now, and they definitely uh, and so he's definitely into everything, everywhere, all at once, which looks incredible. Um, Jake Hefner says Mission Impossible Seven, Jordan Peele's Nope, um, Pixar seeing Red and Lightyear uh, for TV. He's looking forward to the Orville and video game Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, we got Spider Man Across the Spider Verse from Boiler Huff. Danny says the Batman. That's all I care about. See y'all in March. Um, and we got uh, Caleb Marine, who's also in the chat today, is looking forward to Ted Lasso Season 3, Stranger Things, and Spider-Verse as well. And Maggie Whitmer mentions the unbearable weight of massive talent starring Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal, which also looks fucking amazing. A lot of great stuff. Oh, my God. So many great responses. If you're uh, part of the Patreon, you can go to the Discord and you can um, send responses and read everybody else's um ryan mccoy says he's looking forward to elvis the bob's burgers movie uh, halo show um so let's just get into it roxy i was going to divide this up to movies and tv shows but you know what uh we talked a lot about joss whedon uh, <laughs> okay um so so no holds barred uh right off the bat a couple things that stand out to me uh that the other people hadn't mentioned um is i'm looking forward to northman the new Robert Eggers movie, the guy that did The Witch and uh, Lighthouse, um, looks incredible. Very excited for that. I'm, I'm really excited for Black Adam. Um, uh, I feel like I tend to always get way hyped up for a uh, Dwayne Johnson movie, and then I see it, and it's like, oh, that was okay. Um, but uh, but I'm excited for that. As far as TV shows, Atlantis coming back, super stoked for that. Um, uh, and The Last of Us, I'm very interested to see where that goes. Um, and then for video games, for me, I know you're you're a gamer, but I, we're probably going to focus gamer. on TV for you. Uh, Halo, big gamer. Uh, that's where I was going to go. Uh, God of War Ragnarok, 
Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, I'm also excited for Starfield, although that's only for Xbox, so I probably won't get a chance to play it. Roxy, 2022, what are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to so many TV shows that I don't even have time to talk about movies. Y'all know the ones I'm looking forward to, Batman and Black Adam and all that. Oh, Batman's going to be... Three goddamn hours. <laughs> yeah, okay. two, two hours, 55 minutes or 47 minutes without the credits. Oh, boy. Oh, sweet Lord in heaven. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So TV shows that I'm looking forward to. Um, hugely looking forward to binging Ozark that dropped last night. Yeah. So that's really exciting. I will try to go in order for a lot of these. Um, Pam and Tommy. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that. That's my, Hulu, February 2nd. Yeah, my um, interest keeps going up for because before I was like, ah, whatever. And then the more I see about it, I was like, oh, actually, this might be kind of cool. Yeah, it's on my radar for sure. I don't know if I'm going to like the story they tell because if they don't tell a like, real story, then it's going to look very um, glamorized. Yes. Uh, so we'll see, but I'm interested for it. Something that I think that should be on your radar, DJ, is Inventing Anna. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. This is a Shonda when she signed her deal with Netflix. This is Shonda's first show she's bringing there, but it's starring Julia Gardner, Ooh. who you and I both love. Very good. Um, so she she that's February 11th going to be on Netflix. Um, and then a lot of shows that are coming back that I'm really looking forward to. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is dropping on Amazon on February 18th. What we even have a season of that show in a minute. Yeah, what season are they on? I want to say that's one of those shows that I heard a lot of hype for, and then it kind of like completely vanished from my radar. Well, it's been, I feel like I haven't had a new season of that in two years. So that might be true. Yeah. (laughs) Considering the past two years, that might be true. Almost like we've been in a pandemic. Uh, Atlanta FX, March 24th. Obviously, you and I feel the same exact way about that. Oh, boy, so excited. (laughs) You know, I'm excited for that. Bridgerton is dropping on Netflix, March 24th, also. And I for sure will be watching. Atlanta prior to watching Bridgerton, but still stoked on Bridgerton. And Atlanta probably will only have one episode, and Bridgerton will have a whole season. So that's yeah. a big day for your girl Rock. It's also wild to think about when you mentioned Marvelous Miss Maisel like being gone for two years, and then like Bridgerton has its second <laughs> season out now. And it's like, how were you able to do that? How was every show not on hiatus for two years? I think I'm a little bummed because we all know that Reggie, uh, Reggie John Page, Page. Reggie, Reggie John Page, I always fuck up his name. He is not going to be in the season. So is. That a story thing? I don't know. I, as somebody who doesn't watch the show, I don't know how I feel about. It. I know everybody loved him, and then he's not in it. It's like, wait, is that why is that? Why is that the case? <laughs> it makes sense story wise, but it doesn't make sense in my heart. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Moon Knight, March thirtieth, Disney Plus. The Boys is coming back on Amazon June third. Yep, I love that show. Yeah. It's one of my favorite superhero shows, and I feel like people forget about that when it's gone too. I love the boys too. I will say the last the end of episode reveal at the end of last season was a little like, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, totally curious what we are doing. So interested to see that. Uh, the Lord of the Rings show, which is the most expensive show ever, is going to be coming out September 2nd, which feels a long way away, but it's still this year. It's going to yeah. be on Amazon. Ring of and- Power, right? Is the is they just announced yeah. the trailer. And by the way, it turns out that int- with the molten logo and everything, that was done practically. Because again, it's the most expensive show in the world. So they could just like... Do it practically. That I nuts. I am nervous about that show because Lord of the Rings is something I love, but it also feels like tailor made to tell one specific story. And so when you get outside of that, it's like I don't know that I care. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but again, I, I'm, it's not like I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> totally. The Crown, which had been a snooze fest for me for a minute, this most recent season was so fucking good. Yeah, but I'm stoked for that. It's coming in November. And uh, then a, a few shows that we don't know exactly when they're coming, but we know they're hitting in 2022. A League of Their Own. I've been so excited for this one. Wait. Abby Jacobson is adapting it. They're it's making a be- League of Their Own show? Yes, they are. Wait, you missed this announcement, DJ? This I is a did. Big one. I'm, I'm really excited about this. I don't know exactly how it's going to go. Remember there was that show, I think it was called Pitch, that yeah. came on. Um, and everybody said it was great, but it didn't do very well. Well, now they're doing in a league of their own show. It's starring um, Darcy Carden, who, if you are a good place person, she's awesome. Yep. It's uh, the girl, Abby Jacobson, who I just said, who, if you are a fan of Broad City, then you mm-hmm. love her also. And um, it, it seems like it could be really, really good, interesting. We'll see. Uh, yeah, it's, 
it's supposed to be coming this year. So we'll see how that is. That's going to be on Amazon. Uh, there's the HBO show. I mean, the Game of Thrones show, House of the Dragon. Thoughts on that? I put it. I put it here. Some of the stuff I put on the list on the doc was just like, "Hey, it's a thing." I don't know that I'm excited about it, but it's a thing. <laughs> I didn't even. I haven't even looked at the thing that you're saying. On oh, the, it's in the yeah. It's just my list in the doc. I just made a list for myself. Totally. Um, um, I, what, I feel. I feel like I don't think it's going to be that good. Sorry, somebody rang the doorbell. My dog's barking. I, I think Winona agrees with me. Yeah. What, what, what did you say? <laughs> I think it's going to be mediocre. Yeah, it's I. I am one of the few people that did not mind the Game of Thrones finale. Um, um, I was fine with it. Uh, however, I just don't know that again that I care about this. I, I'm, I'm fine with Game of Thrones spinoff. I just don't know like more of the. Do you want to know more about Daenerys's ancestors? Uh, and the answer is not really. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, I, I get you. Knocking a few of our nerd things out of the way. Um, Andor, Obi Wan, She Hulk excited for all of uh, more than that but those are the ones i'm most excited for uh and the sandman which is going to be netflix yep. this year which i'm stoked on stranger things coming to netflix we don't know when but maybe summer maybe october and well, those uh, kids Barry. are like college age now right <laughs> yeah yeah seriously they're, they're actually uh, adults with kids mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah kids. and barry on hbo i love that show oh, coming back this year Yep. Because that's another one that's been like two years since we got a season. I know, but we're going to get one. So, yeah, those are some of the ones on my list of new and old, but things to look out for. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love Barry. I still watch Ronnie Lilly. Like, sometimes before I write, uh, I'll watch that Ronnie Lilly episode just because I, I love it so much. Um mm-hmm. Very I thought you had said Rami for a second. And I, I don't know when that's coming back, but I do love Rami. <laughs> I said we have to assume we're going to get a season this year, but I don't know that we can assume that. Yeah, with anything. I don't know that we could assume that with anything. Yeah, so um, you mentioned House of the Dragon. I'm the fence about that. Um, other shows that I don't know how I feel about. Halo is coming to Paramount. Um, I'm interested just to see how it works. You know what I mean? Like what it's like. How do you work? How do you work? But I don't, it's tough with video games because part of the appeal of video games is it, is it puts the player, you are the protagonist. And so there's, there's, um, it, it just, it's tricky. It's tri- tricky adapting video games. And, and specifically master chief is not the most richly drawn character because again, it's just supposed to be you, you are supposed to be master chief. So I don't know how you make if, or even if you do, I don't know if he's going to be the central figure of the show. Uh, I would imagine he have to, he has to be because he it's it would be like making a Mario show without Mario. Like I, I know he's in it, I just don't know if he's going to be like the main character we're following and we're going to give him an arc and he's going to grow. If we're ever going to see his fucking face, I guess Mandalorian proved that you don't really need to do that. Um, well, it didn't prove it for you. Uh, it did not prove it for me. I think it would have benefited. I think it would have benefited. It, again, show his face, give him a supporting cast. Uh, two things Boba Fett is doing for me. Uh, although there are other things that we'll talk about uh, with this episode that aren't necessarily working as well. Um, obviously, only murders in the building. Doom Patrol season four. I don't know if we're getting that this year, but I'm fucking love that show and I'm stoked for it. Oh, only murders in the building. Yeah. Who is going to be this year? Yeah, they had good cast announcements. Did you see these? I did not. Oh, oh um, give me, give wait, me, give I, let me, me look this up. It was interesting. Uh, one of them was Amy Schumer, which I feel like you're not a die you don't I, love. I don't, I, I don't have, I, I don't, I, I feel like there's been a backlash to Amy Schumer that I don't quite understand, but yeah. I don't have any, I don't have a strong feeling about Amy Schumer one way or the other. Oh, okay. But the other one that was great, who, the, who was it? There was somebody that I was like, oh my God, they're going to be in the show. What is happening? Uh, uh, let while, me look. Let me while look. she's looking that up, I also want to mention uh, in in the Discord, y'all mentioned Mission Impossible. Super excited for that. I love the Mission Impossible movies. Are so oh good. Shirley MacLaine. That's who it is. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that we're bringing Shirley MacLaine into the show. What a good, what a good, great show. Highly recommend. Um, uh, as far going back to movies. Um, it's weird whenever I try to think about movies, uh, coming out, it always ends up being the big blockbuster stuff. Cause they're usually ones that like stick out of date and you know, like months ahead of time for a lot of the indie stuff. I don't know about it till like a month out or whatever. So the only indie thing I've got is Northman and every, everything everywhere all at once too. That one does look, uh, amazing to me. Um, but black Panther two, theoretically fingers crossed. We should be getting this year. Maybe knock on wood. <laughs> um, 
and, and that's a weird one. It's like, is it excitement that I feel? Like it would so many things have happened since Black Panther won. Like I feel like this should be a slam dunk for me. And it's one of those like, oh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Aquaman 2. I love Aquaman. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, I thought it was a blast. Uh so I'm excited for Aquaman 2 uh as well. Amber uh, Heard, is there a way back for her? Is this okay. I, if, um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that I still completely under it. it the my, my impression of all that is a bit like Johnny Depp was up to some shit, and every all again. This is what I'm talking about. All the Johnny Depp fans came out like, "Wait, no, that's not true." And it's like, also, it's worth mentioning that a lot of times abusers get defensive wounds from the people that they're abusing. <laughs> So I don't. Anyway, whatever. We don't need to get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, because I also would mention I don't know either of those people. And and that, again, that just goes to my larger point. With any of these celebrities that you want to defend, just remember you don't know them. Also, know. you don't owe them anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Back to the Discord. Uh, a new guy says he's looking forward to. Uh, they are looking forward to Breath of the Wild two, Harley Quinn season three. Hopefully, that would be amazing. Um, what, did they say hopefully or is that coming? We don't I, know. They said hopefully. I know with animated shows, the the time frame mm-hmm. of getting them done is is hard for me to keep track of. But that would be amazing. I love that show. Um, the, as far as comics go, Saga is finally continuing, which is I'm so glad you mentioned that. That's incredible. Saga is an incredible comic. Um, a lot of good, good stuff. It's cool uh, that we have such great content coming this year, and a lot of it I feel like is legit going to happen, just even if we're still on a panini. I mean, so before we wrap up, listen, let's 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 ask that question. I know we know Morbius got delayed. Um, April Fools. Yeah, yeah. What? What? Anyway, whatever. Um, there are some. Last I checked, there were some good signs coming out of places like New York about numbers going down do we because everybody was a zombie there for so long that nobody else can get it because every person got it that was a good sign yeah yeah that was such a good sign great um uh this all i i will say it does look like you know those that were like well everybody just needs to get it and then we'll move on it looks like whether that's the best solution or not that it that's the direction we're headed in um yeah, there was uh, another solution. There we was one. We decided as a society to not take that solution. Yes, but again, they didn't ask us. That would have been nice. Um, so do we think what, – what are the chances this, these things hit their dates, you think? TV shows, I think, pretty likely. Yeah, they've um, been doing – weirdly, TV's actually been like better about it than movies have been. Because they've padded in time and they don't need the same kind of PR beforehand. You don't need to like really make that announce, like do the same kind of prep that you do for a movie. Um, So I think because of that and also because their sets are smaller and less and there are fewer people on them. Now, I'm not talking about the Game of Thrones of the world or the Lord of the Rings of the world, but in general. um, And a lot of them are not overseas which is a big problem too for some of these huge productions yeah so i think our tv shows a lot of them are going to be good for the movies i i actually don't see any of these dates changing a lot of them are very far none of our big anticipated movies are in the next month yeah and this next month seems to be the hot spot yeah Um, but i i don't know if you saw we did get the invite for the invite for death on the Nile. I saw that. I don't think I will be attending that one. <laughs> that that is one to me that does seem like is is this gonna go? Mm-hmm. I um, mean, but we, seemingly, seemingly is. We got the invite. I mean, if I were but Disney, I also got the I would, invite for Mulan in twenty twenty. That's a so. good point. That's a good point. But that was right before shit went down. I, if I were Disney, I would burn Death of Nile as quickly as possible. Like, let's just get this out of the way. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Because also we have to keep in mind it's so much more expensive for them once they mark the date yep. and do a press for it to then pull it and then redo it. Um, their marketing budget goes up, up, up. So I think they're going to keep that one and cut their losses. Yeah, I don't see any of these dates moving, DJ. Some of them aren't announced yet on purpose. Some of our big ones. Yeah. They're just like in 2022 because I think they know like we don't know what that means. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't see much change happening here, though. What do you think? Uh, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, um, 
like you said, or if they do push it, it'll be, I mean, cause we got Dr. Strange got pushed, uh, uh, like a month ago or whatever. Um, yeah, since, since you're right, since we're coming out of the hot, the, the hot zone, hopefully again, knock on word, fingers crossed. Um, TV, I think we're pretty safe on movies. We'll wait and see. I hope not. Um, just because going back into it is just super fucking discouraging. Um, and um, we'll just have to wait and see. I know uh, Wang in the chat says, I'm so bummed Turning Red got pushed to Disney+. Plus. Pixar films are meant to be seen on the a big, beautiful screen. It is weird that though, like all the Pixar movies uh, got have, have just gone to Disney+. Plus and it's like, wait, but does Pixar not make you money? What, 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 what's happening? Maybe uh, it makes them money wherever they are. Who, who knows? Yeah. So uh, they still do those pre- premium charges there, right? Maybe. Maybe I, I mean, yeah, I mean, whatever works. I, I love those movies and especially that one. I believe that's from the same director that did the short bow that was in front of Incredibles two. And that short was amazing. And so I'm very excited for turning red. Um, so there we go. That's what we're excited for 2022. Let us know, um, uh, tweet us or whatever. Roxy, where can the kids find you? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer and multiple times a week doing the world girls we are doing our first podcast on monday um for our patrons so Ooh. on monday we are we are finally dropping our first podcast which we are so excited about but we're gonna do it live for our patrons and then uh that will be uh, available to the public but if you want to see it live do it live patreon.com slash the world girls do it live. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can find the show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter. Thank you. That was from Stupid. And again, if you want to find out what we are into this week, including Peacemaker and Boba Fett, let's talk about that. You can go over to patreon.com slash Only Stupid Answers, and we'll see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.